it could always it could turn into like an a forty five minute board game conversation, and he could do nothing about it, which excites me a great deal. I could do something about that though. Not if I talk to you, James. <laughs> I I might. Not if as I well. just ignore you. Hello and welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am your temporary host in the hot seat, James Wood, and this week I am joined by Adam Ryan. Hello. Nathan Hennessy. G'day, g'day. And Rhiannon Doom Cutie herself. Hey, how's it going? Thriving, mate. How are you? <laughs> you you know, it's is this like your first time doing this or something? Or second, I think. Second? Okay. Yeah, on, on this show. I do actually have my own podcast. I just never update it. So That's awkward. Mm. And he's a natural. He's yeah. got that oh. natural charisma, you know. He draws the people. Oh, he does. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, talent. It's all <laughs> happening tonight. Um, how, how is everybody? Tip top. Bits. It's, it's been all, weird. It's been weirdly quiet this week, like eerily. Anyone else getting that vibe? Bit of a calm before the storm, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Do, do you folks find that as you approach 30, it becomes so much more difficult to maintain any kind of fitness? Like if it's not a full-time thing, it's a, it's a failed effort, why bother? Uh, I well, find I think- working from home maintaining fitness is painful because I just, uh, it just, you just get stuck into a, an awful cycle of just being like, I haven't seen outside in three days, but... <laughs> Start measuring your steps up and down the staircase. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Doing lunges down the hole. It's wonderful. I think I think you have to make it more fun because you know you're obviously dealing with a lot of adulting by this time. By the time you reach thirty, mm. uh, not only you're fighting against your you know metabolism and your insulin levels and all that kind of stuff. So that's, um, that's clammy hand on your shoulder. You know. <laughs> <laughs> mm. you're on the same page. So, um, so yeah, probably just make, make ways to make it fun. That's all I would say. Yeah. yeah. Po- Gamify your fitness. Gamify your fitness. fitness. Get a Nintendo fit, Wii fit thing. Oh, the one with like the, the hot workout demon. <laughs> yes. That's the one. That's they the, have a new one. one. They have a new one now though on the Switch. Oh, like okay. got a wheel. Is the demon still there? <laughs> I have no idea. I love that there is mm-hmm. certain losing interest. There are certain games that James only knows by the attractive characters. He's like, oh, yes, that one. The, the, yeah. the droid. And they're the- never human. <laughs> so that's a, that's a whole other would problem you, to unpack. We call that class? the James gaze. <laughs> yeah. It's like the male yeah. gaze, but exclusively. Yeah, James. but so much worse. Um, speaking you- of video games, what have we been playing this week? Adam, let's let's start with you. What have you been getting hands on with? Do you know what? Not heaps, but I I think I told you like, last week, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, that I downloaded Bus Simulator to play with some mates. Oh, that was last mm-hmm. week. I think. Yeah. yeah, wasn't it? Cool. So ditched yeah. that and we've moved on to some other esteemed multiplayer game. This week it's Wheel of Fortune, which... Is <laughs> what? 
Did you pay for that? Where that was going. No, no, no. I'm just going through like oh, random God. shit that's on different subscription services. So yeah, it's we've this particular group. We've lost a lot of hours to the the digital Uno game because that is just way way more fun than you. It has like any right to be because you can cheat. So you have. Told. Yeah, you have all, like, the additional rules, like sevens, you can swap hands with someone, all of that bullshit to make a five-minute game go for 25 minutes. And it's an Ubisoft product, so is Wheel of Fortune. So we thought, I don't know, maybe it might be all right. And you know what? We've sunk, like, five hours into it. So I think that's a success. I'm having a good old time. Who is selling it? Sorry, Nathan, go on. I was just going to say, who's selling this to the group? Who's going, hey, guys, this is a good idea. Let's do this. <laughs> so we're kind of taking turns. So one person, one friend had Bus Simulator, and then it was this week it was a different person's take. I think, do you know what? I actually think Wheel of Fortune's going to stick around for more than one week, I must say. It's, <laughs> it's got staying power, that it, Wheel it, of Fortune. It, it, it does. Until you try it. And, you know, it's you know, directly it sounds- competitive, so... It sounds you know. like you're having a wheel of a time. Oh, How very good. How fortunate of you. Oh, the double down. I'll pay it. I'll pay it. <laughs> Yikes. Doubling down on nothing, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 I don't have many, so, you know, <laughs> give props where they're due. Uh, no, I did I did have a, a very young person, no idea who they were. They just randomly jumped into an Xbox party this week and they were like, let's play Monopoly. And I was like... Okay, let me see if I have it. I don't. I don't have it. It's tw- it's like twenty dollars. Yeah, twenty dollars. Is was that like, not on Game Pass? No, 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 no. It's not. It's part of. Wow. I think it's, it's. I think it's part of Ubisoft Plus, which I don't have. Oh, yeah. okay. um, yeah. oh, it's another Ubisoft. Wow, I didn't realize yeah. Ubisoft going that heavy in the old uh, board games. A lot of fingers, a yeah. lot of pies. Yeah, mate. <laughs> That's Xbox <laughs> or That's- Ubisoft. Or Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, um, I'm, I'm glad that you had a good time in that. I was having a right old good time in the Crew Motorfest. Uh, I've heard a lot about it oi, from oi. Uh, your certain s- someone, uh, just some some guy. I don't know. And yeah. uh, piece of shit writers. <laughs> yeah, they've got a really crappy video on YouTube. You should probably, oh. no, I don't know, watch it or don't. I don't know. What a, what a great intro to that, by the way, James. Yeah, really enjoyed yeah. that intro. Fantastic. Yeah, you started this oh, yeah, guy. No, I was like, you. "This is not this game." It was very. Uh, yeah, look, you know, you gotta, you gotta shake it up, keep it fresh. Yes, well, on I- YouTube.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how have you been finding the game? Because obviously, my experience is only my own, and you are much more familiar with these sort of horizons of the world. So, where, where are you at with it? The physics are fantastic. Uh, really, really enjoying them. Even even across the the other vehicles. So definitely happy mm-hmm. with that. The playlist set out is similar but different. It's got its own it's got its own flavor, uh, and it, it it feels good. Uh, so yeah, definitely enjoying that. Um, what else was I playing? Oh, playing an unreleased game, which I'll be doing a review about. Can't wait to talk about that. Uh, I'll give you a hint. The person who made it hand-painted the entire thing, entirely hand-painted. So, yeah. I don't want to sound dismissive because I think that's fantastic, but hand-painted the entire game, does that narrow it down for folks? It doesn't for me because I'm finding that to be more of a... (laughs) And I, I mean this with all sincerity and respect, of course. I think it's fantastic, but... Yeah. 
It's like that Nathan swings in, been like, who doesn't hamper? <laughs> that's, that's how it came off, didn't I know, it? And I, I, I regretted know. saying it like that. Um, I, I think it's genuinely impressive that folks have the patience and the craft to do things like it's this. And wild, I think it, isn't it? It generally pays off, doesn't it? Yeah. Like you can, when you see these games, they look immaculate. Thank you, James. <laughs> no, I think when the he says hand-painted, actually hand-painted, like not digitally, mm. not digitally. Digitally, they've like like scanned it in. Yeah, that's going the extra mile, isn't it? Isn't it just? Mm. It is. Mm. Nathan, what have you been playing? Uh, Dabbled, put my little put my little pinky toe into a bit of Jedi Survivor. Uh, Really, really pleased with how that one's uh, started off. I I, I love the changes to the combat system. I think that right out the gate was a was a huge boon. It's a soulsy in the right ways without going overboard, and it makes me feel a lot more. Like I'm fulfilling that Star Wars Jedi power fantasy. So really enjoying that. But of course, uh, dipping into a bit of that season one Diablo 4 content. Uh, hardcore's killed regular for me. Uh, not trying to sound <laughs> like a wanker, but it's just a, such a different experience. That I'm really, really enjoying sinking my teeth in and it's so cautious and tiptoey. Uh, I've got I've got one level twenty, one level seventeen, and I haven't lost a hardcore character yet over these past few weeks. So Very fingers nice. crossed, we keep going strong. Who so, did you re-roll as for the seasonal content? Like so for the se- yeah, so for the hardcore seasonals, I've got a, a level twenty sorcerer and a level eighteen druid, and I like the sorcerer because okay. it clears rooms faster. Um, but but yeah. the druid is heck tanky. I'm a big big bear. And you can roll oh, a boulder great. through it's a big a group of people. It's so much fun. It's delightful. <laughs> yeah, no, I, lo- I love my sorcerer as well. It's fantastic. Um, and what they- element did you like? Oh, sorry. They will be getting Lightning. buffed. Yes. Lightning debuffs all round combining those two talking points. No, no, no. They will be getting buffs. I mean, they're one of the classes who will be getting buffs. So lots of people got nerfed. So we all got nerfed. And then the next thing, they're going to be buffed again. Uh, yeah, yeah. I heard Sorcerer's got it pretty tough there yeah. initially. Uh, did Lightning get debuffed? Oh, probably not. I was just being a wanker host. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> speaking so, of so boulders. Resident Evil 5 is what I've been playing still. My, my quest to play okay. in that game <laughs> um, is is nearing its its completion. I think the last time I looked, it was about 70 hours on the clock. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's probably the most Resident Bro, Evil what? 5 anyone's ever played. Well, look, the you know, like you got to, The campaign requires like several loop throughs and then there's the multiplayer trophies and then the DLC campaigns. It's just, it's, it's a lot of Resident Evil. Um, yeah. You know, it's good, I think. Do you, need um, to get, like the, <laughs> do you need to get through the DLC stuff to get the platinum? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. No, I'm I'm going for 100%. Oh, uh, so you're platinum. a bright masochist. Okay, cool, cool. See, okay, <laughs> only in certain instances though. So my, my sort of, my, my winter plan is to platinum <laughs> most of the Resident Evils, like the mainline ones, um, but I've already decided which ones are 100% and which ones just, nah, fuck that. Like I yeah. just cannot stand mercenaries mode. I'm not built for it. Yeah, that's um, fair. It's too much tension, you know? Nah, fair call. That it is. Mm. Sorry, uh, so mercenary yeah. mode means you don't kill anything. Nah, it's like no mercenaries mode is like a it's a breakout instance where it's like they take certain portions of the campaign map, section them off, and then you fight hordes. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, the arcade thing. Because when I was looking at Resident Evil One, one of the achievements is uh, not to kill any 
any zombies the entire time. Yes. That oh. sounds. Oh, I believe so. Just run past on a bunch of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. just just scooch on by. It's it's fine. <laughs> um, speaking of scooching on by things, we don't have a main topic this week. Uh, which initially I, I thought, oh, this will be this will be a fun bit of a lark, you know, a bit of a good time. And now that we're here, I don't know what to talk about. So, does anyone have anything they want to just bring to the floor? I mean, Zach's gone, Dad's out. You know, like let's just. Have a good time. <laughs> Who wants to talk about what? Oh, he's opening the floodgates here. Ooh, oh, Adam, you could be brimming with possibilities because Zach Daddy always be shutting you down whenever you're excited. <laughs> it could always it could turn into like an, a 45-minute board game conversation and he could do nothing about it, which excites me a great deal. I could do something about that, though. Not if I talk to <laughs> you, James. I, I might Not as well. Not if I just ignore you. <laughs> oh, my days. Um... <laughs> Outside of, because I mean, we've got some review shout outs for people who can't be on the pod, but I don't, it's been like Rhiannon was saying, it's been kind of a a quiet week in terms of content that we can discuss, I suppose. I tell you what, I've got a story to lay down. Uh, So, okay. So I, some of you know, I live three hours away from my nearest JB Hi-Fi. Uh, yes. Hey. Mm, it is It is quite sad. Uh, it's okay. My I, I give my, uh, my, my, male, my male person uh, a good workout every day. It's great. <laughs> uh, so anyway, over the weekend, I travelled to my nearest shopping centre. I saw the Barbie movie. That's a completely separate topic, but we're talking about JB Hi-Fi now. We'll get there, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we will. <laughs> anyway, so walked in. First of all, the security guard was on point, like checking every single person leaving the store. I'm like, I don't know what people are stealing without setting the alarm off, but all right then, that's fine. <laughs> uh, walk in and it's like, okay, because because my periods of time between going into shops like is it could be anywhere between four months to a year. Like mm. me walking into a shop, right? I notice differences so much. And do you know what I noticed in JB Hi-Fi? The gaming section is now one third of the store. It's shrinking. Oh, it's expanding. It it's really? shrinking in the ga- in the physical games department, but the peripherals, and they, they they've got like gaming chairs. They've got little mini setups. You know, they've got the monitors and the the desks and the chairs all set up in you know little mini, yeah, like if so office like fake office. Setups yeah, like imagine kind of like those office cubicles like lined up against yeah. one another. Um, and yeah, I was actually really surprised. And there was lots of people in there having a look. And I tell you, like being able to see. A, a like something set up like that I think is would actually be really good for someone who is you know, buying something for someone that they know who is a streamer or like their kid or something like that so but yeah I was really really surprised have mm. you have you guys you were saying mm. before the show about like that kind of massive influx of twitch users that we've seen since 2019 right and you think about the 
like democratization of content creation, I guess. Like the idea that like anyone with a YouTube account and a ring light could effectively just make their own video <laughs> at this point. Um, which, you know, I, I think is, is sweet in its own way, kind of gross in another way, but that's like the complicated <laughs> feelings I always have about life, you know. Kind of sweet, kind of gross. It's a vibe. Yeah. Um, but gamers. yeah, I just, yeah, gamers. Ew. Who likes gamers? Uh, God, please clip they- that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty good Xbox ambassador. <laughs> Ew, gamers. Who likes Ew. gamers? I don't like gamers. <laughs> they're losers. Um. But yeah, but I also I also felt like this desperate, like the desperation from the people who work at JB Hi-Fi for me to actually buy something in store. And I, yeah, it did, did make me feel like, because obviously I do the like 90% of my shopping online. I was kind of like, well, is this where we're going? Are people worried that they're going to lose their jobs? Are retail workers going to be a thing of the past? And it's just going to be like showrooms, like a, a very mm-hmm. small amount of showrooms for people so that they can touch things if they want to, and then they can purchase it online. They would literally need what, maybe one person working there, manning an iPad or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, like my, my own time in, in retail, like I've, I've steadily seen more and more, like the conversations I have with customers are just more often, you just have to jump online to find this thing that you're after um, because stores just aren't necessarily equipped to handle the the breadth of what people want out of a, a retail experience at this point because like everything's getting more and more specific. The more time we spend online, the more niche content you're exposed to, right? And so if you walk into an average store and be like, do you have this YouTuber's T-shirt? Like, no, man, like mm-hmm. we're, yeah. we're still operating on the idea that people want to buy flash products. Like the, you know, we're just not, these spaces aren't equipped to deal with, I think where we're at collectively. I think things like your, um, your JB experience, Rhiannon, are still valid in a, a, a big way though, especially with peripherals and accessories. Like I, I'm not one to, to really do much of the, the retail shopping either these days, but I've kind of been toying with the idea of getting a backbone controller for a little while, but haven't, but I wanted to get like a, an idea of what they physically, like, I know what it is and I know the size of it and this, that, and the other, but like tactically, I just wanted to know what it looked like. It's such a a stupid thing now that I say it out loud, but that brought me into the store. And then I saw, you know, headsets and shit that I'd seen online, but hadn't seen in person. And it's still good for, yeah, those physical products, because obviously you're not going in to, to get a disc copy of Diablo 4. Like, I, I think I can speak for all of us that we don't do a great deal of, yeah, James. Who would for... have bought a disc for Diablo 4? <laughs> of course. I did. Are you I had deal so many JB Hi-Fi vouchers. Oh, look, we're, okay, yeah, we're all against Am I the, oh, Just to be clear, Adam was the only one out. Oh, my God. Of all games to choose, I picked Diablo 4. <laughs> but, yeah, like, you can so easily avoid getting games physically because you don't Mm -hmm. need the physical component anymore but for physical things that you might want to not a try before you buy because i don't want to put on a headset that a dirty little four-year-old's been yeah putting on their head (laughs) four-year-old's dirtiest awful but yeah it's still yeah it's still viable for for that sense i think yeah poor old retail Mm -hmm. it's a bit of a rough space it's it's not getting better out there no Take what is looking good though. Mm. Dross? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. 
Yeah, like with, yeah. like Dross and metallic off cuts. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so the, uh, this is uh, our first of our shout outs. Uh, Buddy Watson has reviewed Dross for us. He says, Dross wears its heart and 80s influences on its sleeves, combining elements of past 3D puzzle platform adventure games to craft a unique but familiar experience. 7.5. Um, this maintain, like this, this game is always going to have a special place in my heart for being the one that I fucked up in front of Nathan the first time we met. So, <laughs> you know, seeing this get some love is, is quite nice. <laughs> James Wood's professional gamer. Yeah, look, I I never claim to be good at games. I'm just good at writing about them. Um, <laughs> Touche. <laughs> and Mark Isaacson has reviewed Disney Illusion Island, Illusions Island, sorry, um, saying it never fully challenged me personally and isn't an overly long experience, but with a few friends or Disney diehards, Disney Illusions Island is a worthy adventure to take and one of the better licensed titles to venture out of the Camp Magic Kingdom of late. Rhiannon, I know you were also kind of interested in this one. Uh, you, how are you feeling about it? I'm a Disney fan. If I lived in America, I'd be one of those really annoying Disney mums. <laughs> and I'd have like yeah. a year, I'd have a year past to Disneyland and I would have like all of those really cute Disney lounge fly bags that matches, matches like all my Disney bounding outfits. And I would have my own lightsaber and I would be like the coolest thing. And I have, a, I'd have take a million pictures with, you know, Mandalorian, because I love him. Of course. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yes, uh, I probably would have very much enjoyed that experience. Um, however, and this might be of, of interest to people who are more on the review side, on the business side, but um, there apparently there were like rules on when your Nintendo Switch was manufactured yeah. in order to actually review these games and mine was too old. Now, I tried not to take that too personally, like in my soul, like I, I am too old. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just my console. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it kind of, yeah, it kind of uh, tripped me up. But it looks charming. It looks charming. And it has, um, I don't know if it was mentioned in it, but it has four person couch co-op. Four people. Which mm. is oh. such a rarity these it days. Lost, like uh, couch co-op is is. Mm. rapidly disappearing it and seems you, like. you can complete the whole story for player if you want mm. is this something you're going to be playing with your kids do you reckon ah uh, i would really like to um uh, clara clara could probably play it alice probably could maybe she might lose interest because she's four uh but she she yeah, plays okay. she plays she loves those little short mario party games she can she can definitely mm-hmm. play those because they go for like maybe two minutes and then yeah she can like hop in and out as, as she wants but um, but yeah, my six-year-old probably we could, we could play that together. I think that would be really cute. That would be cute. Very good. Uh, it's time for some news. Now this is something I would normally do, but I I don't know I've been talking so much today. Um, Adam, can you run me through Mortal Kombat? What is the situation with this game? It seems like we've had a bit of a blowout. I would love to having both Ash and myself like readily available to do Mortal Kombat news is becoming a bit of a an issue for the site because any little thing that drops, <laughs> we're like, have a look at this thing, this model combat character that hasn't been around for 15 years. They're coming back. Um, but there has been a bit, mainly thanks to San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, NetherRealm Studios was there to, to show off a bit of what they're working on. Uh, so they released a new story trailer. I won't go into the story aspect of it because you can go and watch it for yourself if you want to see that. Um, but it did reveal four new or four returning characters um, in Lime, Tanya, Baraka, and Darius. So Baraka obviously is kind of a, a series mainstay. He's the 
the big scary looking toothy dude with blade arms. I think everyone's probably seen him. Uh, Lee May, Darius and Tanya are all kind of holdouts from the 3D era of Mortal Kombat. They're not the most beloved characters, um, but they've kind of gotten a bit of a rework because of the MK1, like timey-wimey resetting the the whole timeline shenanigans. So I think the game is going to be really good for that, for taking these characters that maybe had cool designs, but that's about it back in the day and giving them a bit more to do and a bit more body, I suppose. Um, there is also Mataro and Reiko from those old, like Deception and Armageddon. They were seen in that trailer. They weren't really given much of a spotlight or anything. They're kind of a blink and you'll miss it sort of thing. Um, but the other big news is the first DLC pack has been revealed and the characters that will be in that. So Quan Chi, Takeda, and Ermac are the three Mortal Kombat characters that are going to be in it, which is awesome. But the big talking point is, uh, or are the three guest characters. So there's Peacemaker, John Cena, Peacemaker from Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. Um, Omni-Man from Invincible. If anyone hasn't watched Invincible or read Invincible, go and fucking do that. That series kicks all kinds of ass. Uh, and Homelander from The Boys. So three real asshole characters that have no morals and will tear people apart. So I think they'll fit in to Mortal Kombat exceptionally well. And yeah, the boys also kicks ass, so you should go and watch that. Um, and J.K. Simmons will be voicing Omni-Man because he voices Omni-Man in Invincible and he's sharing his talents with the, the MK game as well. So does that mean that the, the dude that plays Homelander isn't doing that? Or no. Or is that just like a given? So it is kind Anthony of a given because they are, yeah, Anthony Starr, they are using his likeness. So it's all but confirmed that he will be doing the voice. But um Ed Boon just said that they're not far enough in development of that particular character to be messing around with voice lines. Cause I'd imagine they can probably bash out that VO pretty quickly. Cause it's just intro lines. It's nothing super in depth. They're not part of the story mode or anything. So it'll be like mm-hmm. maybe a day or two in the booth to get them in and out. So they haven't done that yet, but it's more than likely they will. And I'd say I'd be very surprised if Cena didn't jump into the booth for Peacemaker as well, because he loves that character to death. So very likely. He just seems like a good sport as well. Uh, he's a, the kind of thing that he would show up for. Yeah, he's a good dude and he likes to just do dumb shit. So I'd imagine he'll be all for it. <laughs> Truly. If you had a Mortal um, Kombat line, what would it be? If I had a Mortal Kombat line? Yeah. Oh, you've sprung that on me. It'd have to be something vacuum related because apparently that's my <laughs> entire personality. So um, suck will be the functional verb. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Do I go down the Johnny Cage route of just like suck on this or something and then like hmm. just have it be super Simple. cheesy? It's Mortal Kombat, man. It's like cheese on cheese. <laughs> yeah. It's melted cheese on grated cheese. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the low hanging vacuum fruit. Mm-hmm. I like Brandon, it. what's yours? Uh, oh, gosh. I, I think I'd be terrible in Mortal Kombat. I have no <laughs> sense of uh, spatial awareness whatsoever. Uh, very, I, yeah, I like low key. It's your, your spatial awareness that's going to do you in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so maybe, maybe oh. something like in confusion or something. Like, um, I don't know. 
what the fuck was that? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I've got no idea what's going on. Before we the smackdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Nathan, do you have one in mind? Nothing original. I just like him to include like miss me with that shit unironically before delivering okay. the fatal blow. I see. Very good. Yeah. I don't I don't see many fatal blows in my future. <laughs> William, you definitely won't see them coming, no. Uh, James! I, I think I will go for uh, a, a variation on that movie line. Like, uh, I've, I've come to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out okay. of cum. You know, so we'll just roll <laughs> with that. <laughs> see, see if the franchise will have me. Um, <laughs> speaking of franchise media, uh, there's a fan-made uh, Simpsons Hit and Run remake, Ooh. but apparently we can't play it, which is... Something I should have read before I started reading out the headline. It's um, exactly, Adam, are you aware of this? Yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. So a fan has remade it. It's a it's a content creator from New Zealand who is very mm. well known for taking games that the IP holders just refuse to it's fucking do anything Ruben with. Ward. Yeah, and and mm. actually doing something fun with it. Um, but tell you what, if you put out a Simpsons game, fuck, it's going to get taken down pretty quickly, isn't it? So he doesn't want to get mm. sued. So therefore we can't play it. So it does look very right. snazzy. Um, it looks how I remember it. So I'm guessing the game looks really, really shit going back. It's one of those, like, yeah, <laughs> it looks way better in your head, but you've got nostalgia glasses mm. on. Um, but yeah, it just makes me sad that it's not a consumer product that we can have. So... Could he not have like released this for free or is it like, are you still going to get fucked even yeah. if you're not seeking to profit off of? Yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's something that I, I don't know the legalities behind the, like, right. I don't think he needs to be profiting from something. Yeah. He's still using uh, the likenesses yeah. and characters from that are owned by someone else. So maybe well, if I he just you. waits until it just gets released into like, he does the Mickey mouse that everyone can use Mickey mouse next year. You know, yeah. Another fifty. I mean, years. definitely destined for. Uh, he's yeah, got to have public his, domain is the Simpsons. He's got to yeah. have a countdown of what the public domain for the Simpsons or the Homer like, what you know, that? likeness. Yeah. What would it be like? Another sixty years? I'm gonna, I'm no. gonna have a look. I have no idea. Yeah. Gonna look it up. <laughs> I tell Adam's you, I, I tell you what though, I would play the crap out of that game because I had yep. a right roll good time on the PS2 playing Simpsons Hit and Run. Um, mm. It was oh. definitely kind of oh, what have you found? Nathan, did you say 60 years? Yeah. You're pretty much bang on the button. In 2082, we can play Simpsons Hit and Run remake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting, baby. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's the title of the uh, podcast, by the way. Yeah, yeah, easy, easy. 60 years from now. <laughs> See you in 60 years, Homer. <laughs> God damn it. <clears throat> um, uh, look, you know... Speaking of long gaps between things, nice. um, it has been about 10 years since we've had an Armored Core game, but man, Pfizer Rubicon is hot on our heels now. Um, they have released a story trailer for the game, which is largely cinematic, but seems to hint at kind of like the, the overall world that they've built this time. Um, for Press Start, I actually got to play about six hours of this game a few weeks ago. Uh, my impressions are up over on the website if you want to check that out. Um, everything I saw there and what I'm 
seeing in the story trailer completely lines up. Like this is a From Software, us From Software game. Um, it's going to be a very esoteric, dark sci-fi story about, you know, the fucking, the loss of the human form and the rise of corrupt bureaucrats and yada, yada, yada. I say yada, yada, yada. I'm tremendously excited. Um, <laughs> it, it's very, very good shit. Cannot wait for this. Uh, Nathan, are you, are you keen on Armored Core? Uh, look, I've bounced off it in the past, but that's not to say that it doesn't interest me. It certainly does. I found it a little bit too, uh, like you say, esoteric um, and obscure, particularly around the controls. So if they can modernize the controls in a way that people can pick it up and not want to throw the controller away immediately, yeah. uh, that's that's already going to like bring down that barrier of entry. And that might just be enough to get me back in. Yeah, I mean, like, I can pretty comfortably say that, like, it just plays like a, a third-person action game. Like, it's it's a very smooth experience. Um, that, it's, yes. it's sorry. I was just gonna say, like, if that's already like far yeah. and away completely different to how it used to be, because I wouldn't exactly, describe yeah, it's no not have one to crab your hands. Like third... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might. Yeah, it might. They interest me enough to, to tickle then. Cause I'm, I'm very much like Nathan. Like I jumped in on, I don't know, one of the PS3 era ones and was very much the same. I was like, what the fuck are you meant to, I can't No, My <laughs> hand doesn't move in that way and just bounced off it completely. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. if it's, maybe if the controls are there, maybe I will be too. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, you know, there's arguably never been a better time to get into Armored Core. I've got nothing to back that up, but I just feel it. You know? I, I want more people to be into mech media at the same time I'm getting into mech media. So. Well, it feels like there's a um, vacuum, right? Yeah, oh, close enough. <laughs> um, Adam, Hello. Adam, 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 there is another uh, VR game on your way. Is that, that right? There is. I'm very keen for this one. It's Firewall Ultra. Um, so it's the follow-up to Firewall Zero Hour, which came out on the PSVR, the original one. Um, and so it's more or less like a kind of like Counter-Strike, I suppose. So it's 4v4 PvP shooter. So it doesn't sound like it's anything super mind blowing, but it's like a really high budget VR game. Um, so it's built from the ground up on PSVR two and it utilizes all of the, the features that it has. So similar to synapse that I was talking about a couple of weeks ago, um, it mm-hmm. does a great job. It looks like it's going to do a great job of actually utilizing those cool features instead of having them as kind of like attacked on, look at what you can do with the headset. Um, so practical uses are like, if someone throws a flashbang at you, it can use eye tracking. So if you close your eyes or cover your eyes, um, it will lessen the effect of the flashbang, things like that. So things that will feel That's awesome. Yeah. So things that would feel natural to do in real life. So if something's going to blind you, mm-hmm. you're going to cover your eyes, um, actually have a valid gameplay effect. So I'm very, very keen for this one. Um, zero hour was really good, but obviously on limited hardware. So on a beefier bit of kit, I'm very keen to play it and I'll get to do it on August 24th because it got a release date recently. Excellent. I got flushed in the face on the weekend. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, Please tell us about that. Oh, no, I just got got, got an eye test and they flashed me in the face. Oh, Oh, that's Um. what... I was like, where did... where was the correlation yeah. there? Now I guess <laughs> synapses firing in Rihanna's brain are impressive. Yeah. No, but you know what was really bad was like, you know, when they blow like the puff of air in your to test your eye ball mm-hmm. pressure. 
Okay, if you've never had an eye test, all right, so you, you, but you sit in this thing and it like you rest your chin on it and like your forehead forward, right? And they're like, keep your eyes wide open. We're just going to blow two puffs of air into your eyeball to test its pressure. Uh, so they go one and then <laughs> and you like, you want, you want to move your head, but you can't. <laughs> but it, like, the, the visual yeah. was Rhiannon getting blown back. <laughs> It's actually out of a seat. Straight against the wall. What a, so I know that little about eye tests. I don't even know what the pressure of your eye means. I don't get what, like, obviously I'm not after a, a biology lesson here, but I don't get what, what pressure do you have um, in your eyeball? Just test the amount of fluid that's in, that's in your eyeball. Oh, okay. Uh, right. That Cause to me, that sounds like they're just it, fucking with you. They're just like, oh, like, I'm just going <laughs> to. There you go. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the lady didn't blow in my face. Wow. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. The machine doesn't. Uh, I don't know why. I thought, oh, God. Who wants yeah. a James Wood eye test? <laughs> <laughs> Only if Venom is giving it to me. Um, Marvel Spider-Man 2 is <laughs> on the horizon. Uh, we have now got a, a brand new story trailer for the game, which has come out of San Diego Comic Con. And there is also a limited edition PlayStation 5 and DualSense controller uh, coming for the game. So this thing looks terrible and I love it. Does yeah. that make sense? No, I'm, I'm fully, looks- fully with you. Ah, uh, look, someone's going to pay what? Th- oh, probably going to what? Close to f- probably $400, right? For the set, if you want both. For, would, yeah, like for the faceplates. Yeah, and the, the um, faceplate and the controller. Yeah, the faceplates are like 80 bucks, yeah. I think. Oh, that'd be had of a premium because it's got Spider Man on it. It's not playing. Yeah, look, color. true. <laughs> that is true. Probably at that least $110, probably 120 And then the controller's <laughs> what? How much is a DualSense? $180. <sighs> Hundred and yeah, something or other. So maybe two hundred dollars for the expensive. controller. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I th- honestly, I think it's a piss poor job. I really do. I really, honestly, it looks it and and I don't know if you guys have seen it, but if you have a look at the faceplate, it looks like pubic hair. <laughs> Ashway, no, if you have that, if you haven't seen it already. <laughs> If you ha- if you couldn't if you couldn't see that on there you will now you will now see that every time you look at it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like for, for anyone listening at home, it, it basically if you consider like the base faceplate being red, but there's like a black venom creep going over most of it, uh, headed towards like a white Spider-Man um, logo with some you know very venomy tendrils, which I could see as pubic hair mm. if I was to look for it. Yes. And then I they've like, just dipped the controller in red and been like, ah, that'll do. Is it yeah, a dual sense or a dual sense pro? Uh, nah, just, just a dual sense, mate. It'd, oh, okay. it'd be yeah. so expensive um, if they. White face that. buttons are a nice touch on it, though. Yeah, I like the white. Yeah. I think, like, thematically, um, it's nice. At least it's not just red with the white spider. I'm sure people would actually prefer that, but I like the attempt at mm-hmm. thematically linking it to the game it's certainly not for me i think it's a bit of an Mm. eyesore um but yeah i appreciate that it's a half decent tie-in and i also like that it has like the ps5's design you can just get the face plates like you're not forced to buy a whole new console i think that kind of customized customization is yeah exactly (laughs) um although people love that though 
Yeah, I don't know why it's well, such a money. I do sink. kind of feel like custom consoles and this kind of gaudy shit does represent like a bygone era. I it think does, for yeah. a lot of this, the gaming stuff, you know, we've, we've moved so quickly to sleek, streamlined. It's got to look good in an adult's bedroom or whatever. And like, I, I fully agree with that push, but like, I'm glad that these options are slowly creeping back in. Like if somebody gave me the chance to buy, you know, a From Software Limited Edition PS5 that looked like dog shit, I would spend $600 <laughs> on that. You know, I, I wouldn't be able to help myself. Um, so I think that, you know, equal opportunity dog shit purchases. Love it. Mm. Game looks pretty good, though. Yeah, did, the- did we all watch the story trailer? Trailer's very solid. Nathan. Getting a no from Nathan. You're not, you're not into Spider-Man, Nathan. No, I am. I, 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 this is just going to be one of those things I'll probably just try and keep off of my radar oh, until fair. I play it. Just one of those little indulgences. I always afford mm-hmm. myself a couple of years. Just a game that I like to keep Aww. off my radar. Knowing that I'll have a yeah. good time. That's probably for the best. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, for, for Nathan's sake, we won't go into too many details, but like obviously <laughs> Venom has been, been shown off. <laughs> no, 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 no. You you deserve your purity. It's fine. I don't want to talk I'm, about I'm it. Not anyway, a, so I'm not a purist about <laughs> it at all. I'm just not going to watch the story trailers. But what what were the highlights? Yeah. Um, You know, Venom being being all Venom-y. Uh, there's, I think, the, the idea that is that Harry Osborn is hinted at being Venom. But I, I mean, I personally think that's a, it's like a fake out. Agreed. Um, yeah, I think it would be too too simple. Um, but, you know, they, they are really highlighting the fact that, like, thinking back on that first game, right, the idea of an open world game where I actually gave a shit about the story is super rare. Um, and I did care enough about the first Spider-Man to be pulled through, you know, even the sort of latter end of that game where I, I such lose interest in the mechanics. Like, I wanted to see where we were going with those characters. And seeing them again here, like, with Miles as part of the little, like, group that Peter's got going on now, um, there's a really great shot of, like, MJ hiding from what looks like, you know, Pete freaking out in the suit. Um, and, like, that, that shit is just... I, I care about these iterations of these characters and so I, I do hope that this ends up being pretty good yeah I am all kinds of keen I I agree and I think that the you caring about the story will only be furthered with this especially with Miles being a part mm-hmm. of the core team as well um, and the yeah. fact that you will have the ability to like it won't just be solely focused on Peter Parker you'll get the story of Miles and his viewpoint as well so I think it will definitely help the like the whole dual protagonist thing I can see really helping keep your interest there for longer. So yeah, mm-hmm. very, very excited. Many yeah, dollars. De- definitely excited for, sure. for that. I, I, um, I gelled with Miles Morales as a character. I thought that yeah. was a character that freshened Spider-Man video games up. We'd, we'd done Peter Parker before plenty of times. So, you know, I kind of yeah. irked a little bit on the first game because of that, uh, hell pump for the second one to have, that at least that illusion of choice but at least knowing that a far more interesting character is going to be tagging along and mm-hmm. uh hopefully hogging the spotlight just as much agreed uh speaking of insomniac games actually uh there has been i think these were like linkedin posts or some sort of uh hiring something or other but the idea is that they are working on a third unannounced triple a game so they've obviously got marvel spider-man 2 uh the wolverine game and then something else cooking in the background um just quickly does anyone have any thoughts on what this could be anything you'd like it to be from insomniac Ooh. God, obvious cause Ratchet and Clank, right? Or, or is this an a completely unannounced like IP? Is it? Or well, they're, they're, that's it. Nobody's really sure. It's it's all kind of hush whispers at the moment. So it could mm. be anything, new new IP or existing. Oh, so totally down bad for another Ratchet and Clank. 
<laughs> yeah, it could be something new. Mm. I, I pers- Go, Rhiannon, go. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I, look, I don't think this is it, but I would love a Mystique game from X-Men. Oh, yeah. Ooh, interesting. I, I what think... What kind of genre? RPG, kind of like Spider-Man, but Mystique, like lots of a- action, tell a bit of a story. Stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know if Insomniac would be the uh, the creators of that, but um, yeah, it's definitely something that I constantly think about because I love a good female protagonist and uh, I think her story would really translate well in a video game. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Before we move on from this news topic, just a quick uh, shout-outs for Zach. I'm sure if he was here, he'd probably chuck in Fuse 2 as his hopeful sequel or <laughs> uh, new game from Insomniac. Fuck off, Zach. Not you, Nathan. Fuck you, Zach. God damn it. Aww. God. So much he's sense, kissing mate. ass he's today. He's smiling right now because he's like, ah, they know me. He is. He, <laughs> just, he, just, he just spat out his Blue Heaven milkshake when you mentioned Fuse. Um, I'd be keen on Insomniac having another crack at Resistance because I know that wasn't oh, yes. a, I know that wasn't a first-person shooter series that like set the world on fire. But I think Insomniac, obviously, they have a flair for like weaponry in their games because Ratchet and Clank obviously shows that because goddamn some of the weapons they have. But if you can put that in more like a in a gritty, post-apocalyptic, I suppose, alien setting i just think yeah i think it could be really cool i'd like to see him yeah, give it I another agree. give it another crack you also think about as well where playstation is at with the push for um first person shooters multiplayer games if call of duty is going away in a decade like you might need a franchise to revitalize yeah. to get people on board with you know playing the pew pews on your console um and yeah like the first run of it didn't set the world on fire you're right but you know the market's changed resistance i've always liked aesthetically where that that series went you know um so it could happen let's do it bring back resistance i say let's have it yeah Yeah. the time is right it is the time is right for resistance um borderlands uh oh boy uh borderlands the the film by director eli roth has been pushed into august 9th 2024 uh this is the film starring jack black kate blanchett kevin hart and others, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, sorry, I was just reading the cast list. It's a fantastic cast, in my fascinating. opinion. Fascinating. Yeah, look, weird film for him. Weird indeed. No hope at all for what this could possibly be like. But I will, I will be there. I will watch it. You know. Oh, for sure. Mm. Somehow, I think James will probably end up loving this. <laughs> you you um, enjoyed Monster Hunter, didn't you? I fucking loved Monster Hunter. Yeah, see, I, I we think should. <laughs> Just some some vibes. I think there's something new for you. The barometer of where James lands on a video game adaptation is impossible (laughs) to tell. It's wild. Throw a dart at the dart Get Porter with Anderson involved, though. Mate, we are cooking. Um, (laughs) So let's move into off topics. Rhiannon, you saw Barbie. Ooh. And... Adam, what have you seen? (laughs) (laughs) Um, In in the interest of keeping it all moving along, I 
I hate myself, so I watched Morbius last night and forced Key to do the oh, same. You no. said you weren't going to. I knew the work. That was like a religious okay. hard and fast rule. Yeah. All right, let me let me defend myself. So and I, you put Key through it. I went out. For, yeah, of course. I was always going to put Key through it. So we had gone out for dinner, and it was like we got home, and it was like eight thirty. I wasn't ready for bed. Hey, baby, you want to ruin a good night? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the mood was no, right. No, you do so that I another way. Yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> So I wasn't like, I wasn't tired, wasn't ready to go to bed, didn't want to start playing something. It was in that weird in-between space, right? Where you want to be entertained by something, well, entertained by something, but I don't want it to be something that I have to engage with because I can't be fucked. Fuck Boy Island. Yeah. I've, there's, don't ruin the second part of what I've been up to. Oh. So I jumped on binge and I was like, nah, nah, nah. Everything was too, too much effort to pay attention to. And then I saw Morbius and I looked over at Key and she said, please no. And then I hit play. That movie is flaming dog shit. It is so, so terrible in every single way. And I hated it and I loved hating it. I really did. Um, but yes, while we're on the topic, Key and I are four episodes into Fuckboy Island. Thank you, Rhiannon, for that. Yes. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Yes. That probably fit the bill. Yeah. It's it's hitting the, like, if we both have a really shit day of work mm. and we kind of, we're at the point mm. of hating the world and want to switch off mm. and not have to pay any kind of attention. And I will say, I appreciate that it's, like, unashamedly Australian. Yes. It is. It, it doesn't try to get any kind of global audience whatsoever. <laughs> it is. That is going to be watched by Australians and Australians only, but... It's, yeah, it's fucking terrible, but I'm going to keep watching it. The thing is, right, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, it's not pretending to be this high production nope. bachelorette, bachelor copy. Like, it is literally, it's so, it's down to earth and funny. And, like, I don't, oh, there's a really funny part and it involves chicken nuggets. That's all I'm going to say. Can't it's wait. all I'm going <laughs> to, you're going to love yeah, it's it. tantalising. It is trash TV that's aware that it's trash TV, so I appreciate that. You're completely does right. It, does it have Tassie representation on there, or is that something that they've missed this season? It's <laughs> Tassie, the first yeah. season. Yeah, uh, look, maybe maybe next season, mate. You get some wild cards in there. <laughs> they need to get their tarps off a lot, and we're all very pasty down here, Nathan. You know that. <laughs> so we'll true. Fucking, I mean, we'll be, I- We'll blind the audience <laughs> if we go and do that. Surely they spray tan them because otherwise you wouldn't be able to. No you'd amount be of spray to... tan can fix a Tasmanian Rhiannon. I appreciate <laughs> the thought. Just repels off. It re- yeah. just bou- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, because otherwise they'd give it away straight away if they're a fuckboy or not. You <laughs> know? Oh, like, I appreciate this. Yeah, you're suggesting that to, to make sure the field is even, <gasps> get them all looking as similar as possible. That is. Yes, exactly. That is. Fucking excellent. That, That's they another need a, layer, isn't it? Look, the nice guys will probably need a mild glow up. So, every, like, they're all sponsored by Shen or, like, Pretty Little Thing or whatever. Whatever the male version of Pretty Little Thing is. Or, no, they sell, <laughs> they, do they sell guy clothes? I think they do. I don't know. Anyway. So what, sorry? Guy clothes. You're asking the wrong Pretty group. Little Thing. Sorry. Strangely, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, these phrases are going over my head. I apologize. No, there are these, like. So all of the girls on that show, they're wearing outfits that were spot. They're sponsored by this shop, online shop called Pretty Little Thing. Oh, um, I thought you were talking about the show. I was like, yeah, so that confused. is the show. That is the show. The people on the oh. show. So they wear the outfits oh. from the website, and people are like, oh my god, I love that neon pink 
fluffy dress Sarah was wearing on that episode. Uh, where did she get it? And it's like, all cast members are wearing pretty little thing. So you can go on the website and you can look up the dress that Sarah was wearing on episode three of season four. Uh, yeah. So anyway, they, I, I, I like the idea that they all get a little bit of a, a glow up because otherwise that's a bit unfair. I'm so surprised that binge mm-hmm. doesn't just give you a hyperlink that you can click on, like at, like a box goes over them. That you like can how Prime on. does the X-ray exactly. thing with the actors. Mm. You could just yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. so One surprised day. they haven't done that. They fucking will. We all know that they mm. will. <laughs> God damn it. money making ideas over here. Look, yeah. they. You know what? I uploaded a photo to Instagram, right? And I tagged Sports Girl in it. Yep. And then Instagram said, "Are you wearing this?" It was the exact top that I was wearing from Sports Girl and it tagged it for me. Yeah, so that love if that. people wanted to know what I was wearing, they could just click that and go to the website. That's how far they we've be come. Watching. They yeah. are. <laughs> Mildly concerning. You've been watching something, right? A movie? I did. Some might say. I, I did watch, finally, finally all my pink... Hyper femme dreams came true when I walked in to the cinema to watch Barbie. Barbie the movie is a fantastic Warner Brothers movie in collaboration with Mattel, which is quite interesting that Mattel was on board with this movie because it actually makes a lot of fun out of Mattel. Um, and that fun involves Will Ferrell. Uh, he is the he is the he's the CEO of Mattel in that film. It's very very funny to watch. Um, but the reason why people don't like this movie is because of Ken. Now, a lot of fun is made. Uh, a lot of jokes are made about Ken at his mm-hmm. expense. Um, and because Ken hasn't been, I don't want to give too much away, but, you know, Barbie and Ken find themselves in the real world and the moment they get there, you know, cause they've been really isolated in Barbie land and they all have, they all have, um, children outside of Barbie land that they're linked to. And yeah, that's the reason why Barbie's go- goes a bit, you know, <laughs> thinks about death. Death, death, <laughs> death, <laughs> things about death. And, yeah, because there's something wrong with her child out in the world. Um, oh. And so so the only way to fix it is to go out into the world and help her her kid that she's attached to. Uh, and, yeah, so anyway, Ken, because he has such a, a co uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Codependency? Co- he has a codependency on Barbie. Uh, he sneaks into the car with her. She didn't want him to come. He just came along for the ride. Uh, but the moment they get there, he kind of feels this like new sense of masculinity. He's like, oh, my God, people like respect me, all that stuff. Meanwhile, Barbie's being wolf whistled at because she's in like, you know, leg warmers and, you know, like a, a G-string onesie acro- acro- active wear kind of vibe. And, um, yeah, whereas Ken is like, he stands tall, you know, there's lots of, there's a lot of men around and it was kind of like this instant switch of gender roles. It was like in Barbie land, females ruled, but in the real world, the men ruled. And 
yeah, it was kind of, it was interesting to see. And then, yeah, Ken brings all these ideas back and then he talks to the other Kens because everyone's Ken except for Alan. Um, Bloody <laughs> Alan. <laughs> but everyone's Barbie. So they're like, hi, Barbie, mm. hi, Barbie. <laughs> they're just different <laughs> kinds. But Margot Robbie's the stereotypical Barbie, so... Uh, so anyway, so yeah, he brings all those ideas back, and meanwhile, he just like he's the most he becomes the most utter like douchiest kind of kind of man, um, and then kind of like he just wants to matter, he just wants to feel like he matters to Barbie, um, and yeah, he kind of like re- reverses her lines, and it kind of like feels like crap, like he couldn't Ken couldn't carve his own place out in Barbie Land, he had to overtake what stereotypical Barbie had. Um, which, yeah, kind of, it kind of, I think it stroke, strikes people the wrong way. I think the way that the jokes were made. But um, anyway. Have you seen much of uh, Greta Gerwig's other work? Yes. Yes? Yes. Did you, do you enjoy her work normally? Yeah. Look, I, I think she's very, very funny. I think that it's very satirical. It's very like it, it talks, it brings uh, what am I? What I'm trying to say? Societal concepts into film makes fun of them, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know you should you should go into this film thinking that it's not it's not a kids film. Uh, it is rated PG. You could take a kid to it, but I don't know. They probably wouldn't get it. Um, I yeah. I think I think people forget that. I think they thought it was just going to be like a really good time to see some you know pretty girls all dressed up like Barbies. Um, but it is really a right. it's really interesting way to to reflect on your girlhood uh, mm. and how how you bring that into being a, an adult because guys, you know, stereoty- stereotypical guys, they, you know, they can bring gaming, they bring guns, you know, all that kind of stuff into their, into their adult mm. life. But mm. girls, you know, we're kind of like, no, you have to go out and work. You have to put your dolls down. You know, the only dolls that you have are like your kids, right? But then you can't treat them like dolls, you know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah. Yeah, you kind of the, the grow. It, it really reflects on the growing up process, and um, yeah, just it tries to celebrate, you know, being being a girl, being a woman, uh, which I think maybe some of us have forgotten. So I cried, I cried <laughs> three times. Nice. It sounds interesting. I'm, I think I'm seeing it sometime next week, along with Oppenheimer, because of, of course I am. Um, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen Oppenheimer. <laughs> Uh, Nathan, have you uh, watched anything or engaged in anything else this week? So like yourself, I, I do have Oppenheimer and Barbie on the horizon. Really hope to knock those off while they're still in theatres because um, they both look terrific. But the one thing I have seen, I uh, haven't gotten out much this week because I've had a bum hip. I've watched the new Netflix film, They Clone Tyrone. Oh, Diego, okay. Um, Jamie Foxx and... I can't remember the actress, but she's Monica Rambeau from the... Uh, oh, yep. She's great. Yeah. They were all... All three of these folks are great. It's um, it's kind of Return of the Body Snatchers. It's a very kind of pastiche of those sort of 80s um, uh, thriller monster flicks. I'm not really sure how to explain too much without giving it away, but it has a fantastic twist halfway through where the second... Second half of the film is just flat out fun nonsense. Everyone's by that point, everyone's just having a ride of a time. It's a two-hour film, so the first hour film's building a lot of thriller, a lot of tension. There's a lot of mystery, and the second half is just there's a lot of comedy in it. So for me, it ticked all the boxes. 
Uh, it's, it's almost kind of grindhousey too. There's a lot of like really strong mm-hmm. color, but also a lot of heavy film grain through it. Uh, so it's very much kind of made to look a bit like a bit grindhousey. Um, I, I think it was a great satire. I, I thought that there was some fun sort of socio-political commentary on there. There's a lot of conversation about uh, black culture in America, um, dating back to slavery. And uh, I don't want to say too much more, but I do think that people will enjoy this generally. Like, I, The only people I see not enjoying this are the folks that can't watch, or don't enjoy watching representations of black culture that are sometimes a bit hoodie uh hood uh uh no there, there's some there, it's set in a low socioeconomic part of america and i think i know a few mates are like no that doesn't interest me but no i think there's a lot of fun to be had and that's one of the best films i've seen on netflix in a while i guess netflix drops a couple good films a year don't they <laughs> they do yeah yeah they, they save up all that energy and then they just let it out every so often yeah yeah mm. no comment i uh, it, it's I, I can't talk about it too much until uh, until Old Mate gets back. We'll be doing like a, a breakout VHS potty about this, but I've seen the first three episodes of the Twisted Metal uh, Peacock original we? TV adaptation. Um, it is utterly bizarre. I, I can't pin that thing <laughs> at all. It's both very sincere, really badly written drama and... Uh, just balls to the wall bombastic comedy, which occasionally made me me laugh. I, I guess um, I don't know, Nathan. I know that you're a little more positive on this, and we'll probably save a lot of this for the actual breakout episode. But um, just for the sake of balance, so I'm not out here shitting on things all the time. Um, where, where did you land with it? So this is very much a show that wears its flaws on its sleeve. It's very unassuming and right out of the gate, it kind of tells you everything it's trying to be. So I feel like based on the first episode alone, you're either going to click with it or you're not. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the trailers. I very much enjoyed those three episodes. I don't want to say that they're necessarily good TV. I don't think they are. But if some, uh, I think it kind of, it's... So I think uh, Zach might have mentioned maybe last week, maybe we'd mentioned something about this, but it's it's got you know some some writing or production team from Deadpool and Zombieland. Now I, I dismiss the Deadpool credit because this very does very much does feel to me like um like twisted metal through the lens of the Zombieland films. It's very much got that that kind of humor about it, where the dialogue's very jokey and quippy, but it's not. I, it wasn't quippy in a way that annoyed me i was very i actually found the characters somewhat endearing particularly anthony mackie um i Mm. like him being without spoiling his character he's kind of almost innocent kind of he has a boyish charm about him he's he's very um he's he's a bit of a naughty boy and he i think he has a lot of fun on that show with that character and i was having fun watching him so i enjoyed my time with those three episodes, but there is going to be some very valid criticisms that we'll discuss. <laughs> yeah. And look, there's seven more episodes to go. It's a, it's a 10 episode run. Um, so it, it could change drastically for me or for you. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, to see it could bomb out after ends. this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, well, I think that pretty much does it for this week's well played DLC podcast. Um, thank you so much for joining us as always. Um, Rhiannon, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter or X, as it might be called in the next week. It, we, I might be saying oh, something yeah, completely different. Well. Uh, you can find me at Doom Cutie with an underscore at the end because uh, the person who has Doom Cutie can go <laughs> sit on attack. 
And uh, you can also find me on my own female powered, female focused uh, gaming podcast on on Saturdays, 1 p.m. AEST time, Confessions of a Gamer Girl on YouTube live with video, with camera, and then the following day on Spotify. Uh, you can find Confessions of a Gamer Girl podcast also on Twitter as well. I'm also on Instagram and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, great show and well done, James. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Nathan, uh, do you want people to find you anywhere? Absolutely not. Fantastic. <laughs> the better. <laughs> uh, Adam, I assume you're much the same. Yeah, I'm in Hobart. If you, you want to come say hey. On yes, well played, well hyphen played. I was going to well say, yeah, uh, well hyphen played.com.au for all of our written work. And also, please do head over to uh, YouTube. We are at well played underscore au over there. Uh, we do have my crew Motorfest preview up for your viewing delights. We also just have a bunch of other stuff racing to a thousand subs by the end of the year, hopefully. Let's make it happen. Let's go. I've been James, uh, OMG more James X fucking whatever I, I don't want to do this shit anymore um <laughs> social media not hosting love hosting Thanks, fuck so you zach <laughs> <laughs> have a lovely week be good to each other and we will see you next time see ya see ya game, game so fuck you, farewell zach. love it bye <laughs> <laughs>